Welcome to a brand new episode of World Football Talk. I am your host, Thomas Hermoso. Joined alongside me is Ryan Linder. We are back. It is like 6,000 degrees here, but mm-hmm. we're back to talk soccer. It's been a few weeks, um, as you can expect, with things kind of coming back to normalcy. And with the big MLS tournament, everything's kind of been crazy on both of our ends. So we're kind of just trying to find time when we can to to do this illustrious um this you know well uh, well renowned podcast so we are here we are to talk about the end of la liga both madrid winning the title barcelona and the crazy last day in spain england we're going to talk about the premier league kind of bring ourselves up to date in terms of the pod on what's happened the fa cup semifinals and of course we're going to discuss the ballon d'or getting canceled i don't know if we're going to do predictions i think we're going to save that for later in the year but we're going to kind of just give our uh, brief thoughts on that but ryan Let's start off with the biggest news that came out of this past week. That's La Liga. Real Madrid wins their title, thirty fourth, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Barca finished in second. Really, it's really choked it to be honest since the restart. Um, what were your initial takeaways from this? Oh God, that's my takeaway. <laughs> You're just mad, real mad. But yeah, they they do deserve it though, even though Bale is you know shithousering on the side for the last five games and hummus and hummus too they're all just they just don't care at this point you see him celebrating by the way yeah they were i mean i i don't blame him i <laughs> all the people that are mad it's like well zidane doesn't play him what do you expect like i just you know it's one of those things yeah i don't know they, they did deserve it the way they were playing and the way barcelona just choked it at the end of the season i mean that's all i could say about it. i'm not mad I'm, I'm mad at barca i'm not mad at real for winning their games yeah but you know and that, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. First of all, Madrid beats Barcelona before the before the hiatus, um, which is obviously a huge game. Then draw against Sevilla. Sevilla is a good team, but again, if you're going to win the title, you got to win games like that. They drew against Celta, which is probably one of the worst results besides the Osasuna loss. That's the worst result that they had, um, you know, with a with a Celta team that was literally minutes away from getting relegated this season. And then you know they drew Atleti, but. You know, like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna win the title and you only have a four point lead, you can't have three draws and a loss to finish out the season in like a ten whatever twelve game stretch, whatever it ended up being. So so happens. Madrid has looked phenomenal since the restart. Uh, Benzema, God, I hate to say it because he's such a terrible person, but it looked amazing since the restart. I mean, Madrid didn't drop points until the last week of the season, coming back from the hiatus. They lost their last game before they took the break to Betis, and then they won every game up until the Leganes game yesterday. So, title-winning form, including beating Valencia, beating Sociedad, uh, beating Hatafe, beating Bilbao, um, beating Villarreal, beating Granada, all teams that have qualified for Europe this coming year. Uh, sorry, no, Bilbao's not qualified for Europe yet, but they're in the Copa del Rey final. So, you know, we talk about Barca losing those tough games to Sevilla, etc. It's like, you know, it goes both ways. Um, Benzema was in the race for the Pachichi for a hot second. I think Messi won that, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, so, too. Yeah. But Benzema's been on, I, you know, I'm the biggest Benzema hater. And boy, man, he's had some return. Uh, he's just scoring filthy goals all like, ugh, just, I, don't even, I don't even have words. It hurts me to even say it, to be honest. Um, also, Messi only scored 25 goals, and I know we're we're saying that like only, uh, yeah, only right. Yeah. But but like that's still a noticeable for Messi drop, standards, which is like crazy because you know we say this all the time about Messi and Ronaldo, you kind of take for granted. But like you know, Messi at one point scored like what 60 goals, 70 goals in a, in a calendar year or a season, whatever it was. So like you know, 
they're getting old. Barca's not what it was. Uh, you know, understandable that this Barca's not 2010 Barca. So, I mean, that's part of it too. The um, sad as it makes me to say, I agree with you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're starting to reach the end here. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Messi's contract runs out next year, I believe, right? So let's not talk about that right now. Maybe so uh, maybe he's on his way out. I know he I'm doesn't so want to be scared. One big talking point that came out of the final week was Barca possibly sacking Kike Setien before Champions League finishes, or before it even starts for that matter, restarts. Paul Watford. <laughs> Paul Watford. Uh, how do you feel about that? It's stupid. Just like I said, Paul Watford. It's idiotic. Why Why sack a guy with like a game or two or however many left? Like Just play it out to the end of the season. If he bottles it, fire him. If he doesn't bottle it, still want to fire him, fire him. Don't do it like two games left, like Watford, and don't do the English thing. Nobody likes that. It makes zero sense when it all happens. Just don't don't feed into it. It it just I saw that and I'm like, this is such peak of Barca. <laughs> just no. like just mad. Like I get it. You guys lost the league. You you also what two time defending league champions up until this year. So it's like I get it. But like you still have a you know you're one one against Napoli, a Napoli team that's inconsistent but scoring goals probably more goals than barca is at the moment so like boy man it is just it would be something if that's how they go out yeah i mean you're right if they go out then they go out and this whole season for basically every team in the world is kind of a wash i I understand if you get relegated it's not a wash but you get my point in terms of the upper echelon teams is that it's like you know it's a weird season barca didn't look great before the hiatus but they were in first place so it's weird to sack and i know Barca hasn't looked good under Kike Setien the entire time. I've been very vocal about that, as has most Barcelona fans. But like like you said, it's not the time to do it. I am curious to know what the turnaround is going to be to next season. I was thinking maybe they kind of treat it as a, if we win it, we're playing with house money, but let's get a new coach in to start the process because there might only be a two or three week break after Champions League ends. I don't think there's been any communication on that for any of the leagues. I think everyone's kind of just like, let's see what happens by the end of the Champions League and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine it's going to be a one to two month break in between if they don't want to really damage the sca- like the calendar, um, especially with Euro coming up. I don't really think they can afford to unless they play midweeks every single week and can some competitions. So we'll see what happens. But that was the only thing I could think of was that they were like, hey, let's treat this as like a preseason tournament, even though obviously – Champions League but you know let's start getting the system in we're not gonna have a lot of time let's just hit the ground running next season which is a bold strategy to say the least um but there was also another there was also another thing about La Liga yesterday it was the crazy last day so Madrid and Barca had nothing to play for but a lot of teams did have something to play for and it ultimately led to relegations with Leganes and Celta Vigo it led to European spots between um Real Sociedad Granada and Hatafe. And even to an extent, Valencia, even though they they had a lot that had to go their way, um, ultimately, and it, it ended up with Sociedad finishing in sixth, thanks to I believe a late goal against Atleti, which was an impressive result. Yep, 87th minute own goal by Hector Herrera, um, that got them up into sixth. Push Granada, or and Granada beat Bilbao four nothing. That pushed them up into seventh. Hitafe ultimately lost their game against Levante. They fell down to eighth. They will not be going to Europe. Granada will be. Now, we had this... It took about six or seven minutes before we started this to figure out why the hell um, Granada's already confirmed Europe because 
most leagues. Domestic Cup group stage, fifth place or for the big leagues, fifth place group stage. The playoff spot usually goes to like the League Cup or you get one and one kind of thing. Long story short, because of the Copa del Rey getting postponed, they haven't set a date. They couldn't get it sorted before the UEFA deadline. So they just granted fifth and sixth group stage, Granada, seventh place playoff. Um, so, yeah, sucks for Bilbao. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, honest, like that just kind of sucks for them. But they had a bad season, so it is what it is. Um, the leg on S Madrid game, of course, I was that was the one I was watching, but felt really bad for uh, one of their players. I believe his last name was Aviles. Fifth senior appearance for Leganes, came through the youth system, or at least through the B team, had two beautiful chances, one of which he probably really should have scored. I think he was 20, he's 21 years old, would have been instant hero, and now he's kind of going to have nightmares about those chances. I felt mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. Um, quite a few Leganes players were crying afterwards as, you know, it's not special Leganes, everyone, yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone does that. And of course, don't forget, Leganes are also the team that kind of got screwed over because they had to sell Braithwaite to Barca outside the transfer window, which Barca didn't even really need Braithwaite after everything was said and done. So, of course, nobody could predict the pandemic, but you get my point. So, I'm sure Leganes fans and the organization are still a little mad about that. But, hey, that's how it goes. You still got $18 million from that transfer, so... Mm. Hopefully that just kind of balances the books. Celta, oof, man. The picture-in-picture for this game was amazing at the end because Celta had finished a couple seconds early. Um, the players in the in the stands were, like, looking at their phones trying to figure out, and then, like, you get that, like, five-second delay between the final whistle of the game you're watching live, quote-unquote, and what the picture-in-picture is showing, and they're all jumping up and down. Iago Aspas, I swear to God, he must have taken the biggest sigh of relief in his career. You could see him go, <sighs> <laughs> and just like look down after you could tell that he saw the news. Um, they showed him quite a few times gesturing 2-1, 2-2 in regards to the Leg- the Leganes game. Uh, of course, Leganes scored in the 83rd minute, I believe it was, to get back into the game. They needed the win. So uh, it was kind of crazy. It was it's, – or 78th minute, excuse me. It's been a while since I feel like we've seen an actual relegation race like that. Um, it was, it was kind of crazy to see both the European spots and the – relegation spots kind of get inside at the same time but hey you know what in this next country we're going to go to that might be the case again going into the final week of the season premier league we'll go to fa cup in a second because i don't want to talk about it yeah Yeah. uh premier league though it's really getting tight obviously liverpool man city are locked in man city by the way which we haven't talked about since last episode got their ban overturned obviously a big result for them uh any thoughts on that terrible I saw I saw something that apparently Der Spiegel wouldn't give UEFA the evidence they had, and that's a large reason why it got overturned. I, it's, it's so CAS was probably like, do do you do you have any evidence? And UEFA's like, oh um, no, and they're like, okay, <laughs> like if it's true that Der Spiegel didn't give any evidence, you know, the evidence that led to UEFA doing the the ban, like, whoa, I don't know, I don't get it. <laughs> And like, I guess I'm, they admit that they said they know they did wrongdoing, but it was like they're like, nah, we'll we, we'll just overturn it. I just I don't know. I mean, I I get it to the sense that you need evidence, and if you don't have the evidence, then it's just like UEFA looking like they're biased. So it's like, yeah, I I I I kind of get it to be honest. They don't hand in the evidence, and and like then maybe well, you are biased. Well, but their Spiegel too. If they didn't give the evidence because they didn't want to get sued by City. I, you know, maybe that's, that was what some people theorize. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but like so that kind of makes sense. Now it's really s- screwed up that Der Spiegel would do that considering they 
reported it. So if there was wrongdoing, they should give evidence, but whatever. We don't know the full extent to that controversy, so to speak. So that could be the reason why. But Man City, going to be in the Champions League. Um, below them, Chelsea, Leicester, and Man U, all fighting for the last two Champions League spots. Uh, Leicester have not looked good since the restart. <laughs> they just have not looked good. They lost to Tottenham. That puts Tottenham in a great spot to get Europa League because from 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, no, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, Arsenal's not really in it at this point. They're kind of in it, but they're not in it. Um, all fighting for one Euro- or yeah, one Europa League spot, So or two depending on FA Cup. Sorry. Um, so it's from 3rd to ninth, wild right now. Any, any combination of Chelsea, Leicester, United, Tottenham, Wolves, Sheffield, Burnley could make Europa League with Arsenal added in from FA Cup final. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this uh, one and a half weeks left of Premier League? Uh, honestly, Leicester are going to bottle it. That's what's going to happen. A Brendan Rodgers team failing at the end of the season? The Broge. <laughs> yeah, no, never heard of that before, right? <laughs> Bottling at the end of the season? Nah, never. Uh, I think it was across the pond... Uh, tweeted uh like it was like a brendan rogers team fail uh consistently failing towards the end of the season and this the jerry seinfeld giant yeah, jerry seinfeld thing when he's sitting there eating the popcorn and goes that's a shame <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway continue i mean uh man you hasn't been doing amazing but they're more consistent than lester so it does look like they are gonna secure that top four spot and the next couple of games i think man you has the easier schedule right because man you's got west ham and then they actually play Leicester on the last day. Yeah. Which could be insane. Yeah. Uh, but Leicester play... They just have Manu. Oh, they just have Manu, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they got one game left. So, basically, if... I would love... To, I'm sorry, but I, will, I just want to see Manu lose their next game and then just have it be an all-out brawl. The that last would be day. crazy. Because even... I mean, obviously, then Leicester would need the draw because goal difference can't be... Well, depend... No, yeah, because goal difference wouldn't be able to be salvaged. Because if Manu loses, they'll have a lesser goal difference than they True. do now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it would be Manu has to win. That would be crazy. And that's going to be at – not that it matters, really, but that's going to be at Leicester for what it's worth. So, um, not that it totally matters, but uh, – It's going to be crazy. I hope so. Yeah, and Chelsea's got – they have Liverpool. Yeah, I got Liverpool. This is not really a matter at all. Oh, they got Liverpool next and then another game. We have a game in hand. So, yeah, we got yeah, Wolves, yeah. which I think we could beat at home. And then Liverpool. And Liverpool's been not that good. Yeah. Ever I mean, since they won the title, they turned into Arsenal, basically. Well, yeah, that'll happen. Uh, well, by the way, Wolves are gonna be fighting for Europe, so not like Wolves aren't gonna give it their uh, best. So they could oh, be yeah. Chelsea Wolves, or Wolves still have two games to play. You know, Wolves could probably no, they're gold. They could technically squeak into top four if Leicester Man U both. Well, no, they can't actually because Leicester Man U. No, they can't. Why not? Because if they draw, they're both going to have 63 points, and the most Wolves can get is 62. If they draw. Yeah, but if one team wins, then they, they're in top four. Yeah, that's right. And, Wolves can't, and Wolves can't get to 63. You're right. Um, yeah, you're right. So Wolves are out. Good point. Um, yeah. Sheffield kind of sucks. They had a good start to the season. I mean, still great season. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're in eighth. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, pretty we, might have, we might have said they, they were going to get relegated <laughs> we, in our predictions at the beginning of the season. Let's not talk about that yet. We kind of said that they weren't a team. 
So yeah, work. So, yeah, my my words almost exactly. Is Sheffield even a team? Because I'm and I'm because I'm a sheep. I just completely followed you up on that. I was like, yeah, they're not a team. I I know all about Sheffield United. Um, some experts we are. Um, not that we've ever said we're experts to be fair, but uh, Burnley kind of silent assassins coming up there. They're. I mean, top half. Probably not going to get Europe, but they could get seventh, which could I think be... I go with top ten. I think they're fine with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely fine with it. I mean, they're ahead of Arsenal, so... <laughs> um, hard. Spurs, by the way, good good comeback since the, yeah. the hiatus. Uh, project restart, as they call it. Um, maybe this, this team might be good under Mourinho. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, it's hard to believe that this is still his... Like hasn't even had a full season there yet. That feels like forever. There's some there's some things I forget. I, I mean I don't know offhand, but there's some things I think about and I'm like, man, that happened this season. Like it's crazy right to me. Uh, I mean we've it's been almost a full month since Premier League started, so that's I mean a full year. Sorry, since Premier League started, that's probably part of the reason. But yeah, the season's been forever for obvious reasons. Um, down at the bottom, Bournemouth out. By the way. Leicester lost to Bournemouth, which is a huge loss considering Bournemouth are now effectively relegated from my quick... No, Bournemouth isn't. No, not mathematically yet. Because they still have goal difference to hang on to, correct? If Watford lose the next two games, yeah. yeah. But mathematically, not out. Mathematically, Probably not out. out. And Aston Villa is kind of in the same boat. Aston Villa actually... do they? How do they not have... War- oh, they actually tied on goal difference. They also uh, have a game in hand. Over Bournemouth, but not with Watford and everyone else above them. That's a good point. So right now it's it's between Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth. And I guess Brighton can't be sucked in, right? Brighton and West Ham? No. Because even though they have two games to play, Villa could get 36. God, I'm so sad West Ham aren't getting relegated. I know. They had that huge win over Watford, and it's so disappointing. But I guess now is a good time to revisit this. Watford sacking Nigel Pearson and Craig Shakespeare. Um, this is probably not the smartest move. Is there, how many coaches have they, have they had this season? I don't know anymore. Because I, now I'm like, I feel like this is the second time they've fired their manager this season, but I don't remember anything anymore, so it's very possible I'm incorrect. So they had, yeah, because they had Kike Sanchez-Flores. Remember they brought him back? So they had Javi Grath- Okay, so they have it right here. They have Kike Flores, September to December. They have Hayden Mullins, caretaker, who is now their Interim, right? Get right now. He was December, played two games, and then or managed two games. And then Nigel Pearson sacked, and then Hayden Mullins again. But but don't forget, Javi Gracia started the season because he got sacked in September. So, oh, there it is. Yeah, it was September right there. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going to be their full. Because remember, we were saying about Kike Sanchez Flores coming back. Um, it's so four, early. Technically five because Mullins is taking care twice. Yeah. So four full time managers this season for Watford, and they wonder why they're going to get relegated. <laughs> Like well, not full time. Payne Mullins technically is just an interim, but well, it's going to be their fourth with if they instill some. It's their fourth uh, manager. Well, but if they if they're going to bring someone in before the final two games, it'll be their fourth. Yeah. Okay. There, I don't yeah. know if they are. I'm just saying. I'm assuming they will because why sack your manager and then put your care your in, you know your caretaker in for the last two games in important games? I don't know. Maybe they maybe he's going to be full time. Whatever. Um. So four potentially five if you want to include the caretaker manager. Yep. That's stupid. <laughs> it's just so yeah. stupid. It's so English. It pisses me off. Um, yeah, I mean, that I like Watford, but that wants me to them to get relegated. <laughs> like, 
Like it just doesn't make sense. And you know, they're a far cry from when they were in the the height of the uh the Walter Mazzari and Marco Silva. And I say the height because they were still in good spots in uh in I the words escape but the Premier League. There. That the name of the league we're talking about. Oh, yes. that one, yeah. yeah, that one. Um they were good enough. I mean, Javi Gracia, even, they were 18-11-22. Marco Silva, 7-5-12, but Marco Silva's a little complicated. Uh, Matsari, 11-7-20. Like, none of that's relegation numbers. Like, that's probably fine for, given the circumstances. And they stayed up, so it is what it is. It's just weird that it's like, you know, Kike Sanchez-Flores goes 1-4-5, and five, and they sack him in two months or three months. Why? Like, what's the point of bringing back Kike Sanchez Flores if you're just going to sack him after 10 games? That That's like Crystal Palace sacking Frank DeBoer after seven games. And while, you know, <laughs> Jerry's out on Frank DeBoer, um, and they scored no goals in seven games, and Woy ended up taking that team far higher than Frank DeBoer ever did. It's Let's still go, Woy! It's still stupid to sack someone after seven games as a new manager. Yeah. Um, so that's the relegation race. Uh Honorable mention for Leeds getting promoted to the Premier League. There it is. I was waiting for that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, former MLSer, NYCer Jack Harrison getting to the Premier League. Going to be Jack Harrison versus Miguel Almiron in the Premier League. Oh, man, you love to see that. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely love can't to see it. Get promoted, by the way, though. What did you say? I said I can't wait to see who else gets promoted. Boss Brem back in the okay, prem. I know, they're promoted. Basically. They're back in the prem. I want to see like the third team. I hope it's like Brentford and Nottingham Forest. Don't well, want to see Cardiff. Don't want to see Fulham. Fulham. They're yes. going to get relegated. They're going to pull Norwich. Cardiff, same thing. Oh, what's his name? Who's on Fulham? The American. I don't remember. Who's on the American that's on Fulham now. Isn't there an American on Fulham? It used to be Clint Dempsey like 10 no, years I ago. I know that. Oh, Tim Ream. Oh, God. I forgot <laughs> about Tim. That's not yet. Fulham. Just dissolve. Full Just dissolve. <laughs> Tim Ream. Oh, no, they better not be up again. You know the beauty of not having USMNT games is I forgot Tim Ream was a thing. Yeah, me too. Now you just reminded me. Now I'm mad again. Also, West Brom are definitely not definitely promoted. I know. Yeah, they're still. And the funny thing is Brentford okay, could have slotted into second. I mean, there's one game left. There's one game left, but Brentford, Brentford also chose. I hope they do. Yeah, because West Brom lost first because they lost that clinched the Leeds uh, title. And then Brentford also lost their game the next day. So it's going to be crazy. And by the way, Fulham can still get automatically promoted too. So, but yeah, Nottingham, Cardiff. I think it'd be cool to see Nottingham back in. Yeah. They're playing Stoke. And even for relegation, even for relegation in championship, it's still looking pretty tight from what I can gather. Got a hole. Yeah. I think anywhere from Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, Birmingham, Charlton, Luton, Barnsley, and Hull are all technically not relegated. Although Hull, it's probable. Yeah. Poor Middles, Middlesbrough and Huddersfield, man. Those are two teams that – and Stoke, by the way, right above them. Three teams that were very recently in the Premier League. Yep. But relegation's a beautiful thing, I've been told. doesn't tank clubs at all. That's <laughs> went, fine. Whole went to administration. <laughs> and Wigan, too. Um, also, shout out to um, Akinfenwa for getting to the championship. I think it's worth mentioning. Hell yeah. Um, Love Akinfenwa obviously had to deal with a lot of... 38 years old and still a tank. Yep, still had to deal with a lot of stupid shit in his career, including even as recently the playoffs with players calling him a water buffalo on the team, uh, on the team they were playing. 
like while they were playing. So I think it was a representative. I don't know if it was a player. It was like I was it a representative? I, thought I, it was I a he, he was very vague when he said it. Yeah, so it could have been a player. It could have been just somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I but mean, yeah. he's definitely one of those guys that unfortunately fits that stereotype, and I'm glad to see that he's kind of just proven everyone wrong, scoring goals, getting to the championship. Um, happy for him, obviously. And I think he got a call from Jurgen Klopp. Congratulating him, and it's just it's I think just, Jordan Henderson tweeted at him too, and everything. Yeah, yeah it was just so nice to see. I, I love Akinfenwa. I think I saw recently that Akinfenwa agreed to go on the Cooligans, so I would keep keep an eye out for that. That's a cute. Like I think the Cooligans just like reached out. I think it was Christian Polanco's was like, "Hey, we'd love to have you on." And Akinfenwa was like, "Yeah, set a, set a date." And I was like, "Damn, that's awesome." <laughs> um, love Akinfenwa. Okay, FA Cup. You're gonna talk about yeah. this because I don't really want to speak about it. <laughs> It was the uh, W World Football Talk Derby. Yeah, oh. it was a fun one. It was a good one. <laughs> uh, Chelsea went three to one, obviously. Uh, also, by the way, Arsenal beat Man City two 0 So Chelsea versus Arsenal FA Cup final. Chelsea win. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, David De Gea had a little bit of a carious type game, didn't he? There, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> So the first goal was uh, Giroud, who's basically on a scoring spree right now. Loving him right now. How do you feel about this one? Sorry to interrupt. They were like, they were like, oh, you probably could expect De Gea to do better. But what was your thoughts on that? On the Giroud goal? Yeah. Well, first of all, Lindelof should have done yes. 100% better. Yes. He just let Giroud just stick his foot out. Like, didn't do anything. Uh, I mean, honestly, they, yeah, they were saying he had kind of a, like, it was bad. But, like, I don't know. I'm trying to, trying to rewatch. I don't know if he had, like, a weak wrist. You know, like, he wasn't really set. Yeah. Did you really see it? So maybe he just wasn't really expecting it at all. Maybe yeah. he should have expected a little bit more. So maybe, yes, but the second goal is where he should have done better. <laughs> Makes him out, just hit it from like 24 or 5 yards out. Just went to his side, David De Gea just didn't get his hand down, and he just like pulled a Rob Green kind of yeah. and just like hit it to the net. Like, I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, third goal, Rudiger was playing striker for some reason. Been doing a little outward for De Gea, so 3 0. And then uh, PK, 3 1. Manu got the PK whatever didn't matter at that point anyway but uh yeah solid win i i had to find the receipts of my de Gea takes from our twitter um at wft underscore podcast if you want more um because I, I thought i tweeted something this year and it turns out i tweeted something from april of last year saying that donor room is better than de Gea now and i just bumped it because i'm like yeah that's that's fair yeah sounds about right i also learned how you can search a feed on twitter nice so that you know We've only had a Twitter uh, for the show for four years, and I'm still learning how to do the uh, do the Twitter thing or three years. But anyway, yeah. So continue. It's you know, it's every cup's a trash competition anyway. Only it's the magic of the cup. Only scrubs win the the competition. That's oh, why Arsenal yeah, yeah. wins it every year. Um, the one the only time it had class was when they beat Crystal Palace after Alan Pardew danced too early. Oh, that was rough. Great day. No, the, one of the best ones was Wigan beating City. That was great. Well, yes, of course. If we're not going to meme for a second, that was the best one while getting relegated. Um, shame it couldn't happen with Arsenal this year, too. What, Arsenal getting relegated? Yeah. yeah shame. <laughs> um, what are your other thoughts of this? Uh, Chelsea's going to win. Because David Luiz had a great game, and then he's going to start the FA Cup final, and then he's going to get a red card. The David Luiz revenge game. Oh, you love to see it. <laughs> you already know he's going to do some dumb shit. You already know it. Or he's going to have a, a blind, or not a blinder, a great game. Just a great no, game. He's not going to have a great game. It's the revenge game. No. I'm calling it right now red card PK. Oh, I would love that. I would oh, absolutely man. love that. 
Um, I'm actually curious when the FA Cup final is going to be played. The FA Cup final will be played on August 1st, which is, by my calculations, a week from Saturday. Got it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I mean, it's crazy. FA Cup final, August 1st, usually that's like a couple days before the Premier League starts. Oh, that's crazy. So, like, I, again, nobody's really thought about the next season, at least, like, publicly. I'm just curious when all these announcements are going to come because it's like, we still have to do Champions League after this, too. So, September starts. Uh, the co- the th- biggest thing for me for Champions League is what's happening with all the qualifying rounds and for Europa League, too. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, Champions League qualifiers and Europa League qualifiers start mid-June for that upcoming season. So, it's like, they're behind and they've got to figure that out. I'm actually double checking to make sure they haven't started that with teams that are already done. I don't believe they have, but FA cup trash competition is what we're yeah, stop it. finishing off with. Um, it says August 8th, 2020. I wonder if that's updated, but it's been delayed to August. Due to co- okay. So August 8th is the first is the start of champions League qualifying. So it's starting and the group stage looks like it starts in October. Wow. They've really condensed that schedule. Yeah, I mean, they're playing basically every week. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't expect that. But it looks like, wait, Ryan, you want to know the best part? There's a gap between August 25th, 26th for the second qualifying round and 15th, 16th of September for the third qualifying round. You know what usually slots into that week break? What? International window. (laughs) They're back, baby. So excited. They still have to do the... um, they still have to do the, uh, what's it called, the playoffs for the Euro because that's still a thing that needs to happen. Pumped for that. Um, the International's coming back, baby. Get more USA games. That's all we need in our lives, more USMNT games. <laughs> God, no. Oh, I can't wait. I missed International so much. Anyway, going on, Ballon d'Or, last thing to talk about. Wow, it's been 30 minutes. Last thing to talk about, Ballon d'Or getting canceled. Now, of course, this is the French football Ballon d'Or because they separated from FIFA. FIFA hasn't announced what they're doing with their The Best Awards because they couldn't think of a better name than The Best. Um, I'm sure it'll be trash. I'm sure the Puskas nominations will be trash, just like usual. Um, Robert Lewandowski got, that got robbed. That's all i got to say about that. Do we think uh, Lewandowski would have won? I know we said we weren't going to predict, but... I don't know. Woody, maybe? Eh. Woody? I don't know. I feel like it's a trendy thing now to just be like, yeah, maybe Messi and Ronaldo shouldn't win every year. Yeah, ever since, like, Modric. Yeah. yeah. No Euro this year. That would have been a big decider, too. Messi can't win the Definitely. Euro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Messi can't win the Euro, so that's – what a trash player, right? Yeah, awful. There was supposed to be a Copa America this year. Never mind. Messi could have won that. I, I, never mind. Wait, are you kidding me? It's, it's, Messi winning a Copa America? What are you talking say, about? It's Argentina. Never mind. He wouldn't have won the Copa America. <laughs> Oh, God. I've, we've already done too much of this. All right. Anything else, Ryan? Yeah, Harry Kane had just had a son, and they did a well, he's gonna gender have reveal a thing. I know it's from a PK, because where else? <laughs> it's, he's going to have a son. He didn't have a son already. <laughs> he's going to have a Whatever. I don't care. He has a <laughs> son to pass him tap-ins that he doesn't score. I, did, I was watching the video. I was like, oh. I'm like, I wonder where he shot this from. And then he like puts the ball down on this spot. I'm like, of course. <laughs> of course. Course he did. Oh man. Anyway, that is it from us. I've been Thomas Moroso. He has been Ryan Linder. You can find us on Twitter at WFT underscore podcast. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. 
and anywhere else where you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Our our schedule hasn't exactly been uh, consistent, I guess is the best way to say, but we're kind of just trying to do whenever we have stuff to talk about and we have time in our schedule. So appreciate you listening. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. We see that it's basically the same number of people at least listening to every episode. So we appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. You also forgot to say hashtag not on Spotify. Just saying. Still not on Spotify.